Welcome back to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. It is championship week. We are crowning a champion in our worst song of all time competition. We started with uh, 200, winnowed it down to 64, winnowed it down equal parts uh, for the last several weeks, and now we are going to crown a champion. And when I say crown, I mean something along the lines of... Uh, uh, Close mind. to the real thing. <laughs> uh, Anyway, um, we're down to Jimmy Buffett's Cheeseburger in Paradise and Bare Naked Ladies One Week. And, uh, Kirsten, you've been doing some research uh, of late on your favorite song, One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. Can you tell us a little bit more about this gem? I certainly can, and thank you for that hateful, hateful introduction. Um, I, uh, I have been doing a little bit more research because I was wondering what kind of brain damage event um, could have actually led to uh, the, the lyrics and, and the sort of the, the rap-along um, nonsense uh, featured in this song. It's so, it's, it's so, um, like, train of thought, and yet the train of thought is so confusing and dumb. It's a, it's a derailment. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, it's, it's actually, it would be a hard thing to do. Um, off off the top of your head in some respects, uh, or at least so I thought. Um, now, Ed Robertson, I, I believe, um, claims to have uh, freestyled this entire uh, thing, at least between the um, at least between those wonderful choruses um, that open the song um, and then appear. Courtesy of Stephen Page again. Yeah, the, yeah, um, and Lennon it, it and becomes of Canada. Well, it becomes clear about halfway through this interview that, um, you know, there, there's been a sort of ongoing feud for, for years now about songwriting credits and about who has, you know, the, the rights to um, the <laughs> Are intellectual property. Are they trying to pass off who actually wrote the shit song to the other guy, or <laughs> the, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, no, you would think it's, it's um, that would be a sort of a, an, an anti-intellectual property dispute, I guess. Um, like, How dare uh, you say I wrote that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> does the term um, intellectual would, property apply? <laughs> no, it does not. Um, but, uh, but he's clearly sort of laying down the... Um, uh, try, trying to sort of, you know, plant the flag, so to speak, and say, yeah, you know, I'll tell you exactly how it happened that day. Um, and then goes into sort of graphic detail that sounds awfully coached by a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, well, I was there, and, and then I just, I saw these boxes of Chinese food, and I thought, Eureka. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, it's it's an even more, like, contrived, petty, shitty, uh, <laughs> and, you know, fitting um, uh, sort of life cycle of, of this song. Um, although he did have the, the absolute gem that, you know, that it's like, that it should have been called 58 weeks instead of one week because that's the number of weeks that it's spent at the top of the charts. Um, which that's just a makes quote. Me fucking hate this guy even more <laughs> than, you know, which I didn't even know was possible, frankly. Yeah, it's, it's sort of, I mean, you're familiar with the humble brag. This is like the, I don't know the what Canadian the... Canadian brag. No, but I don't know what this is. It's sort of like a, it's the self, it's the non-effacing self-effacing. It's like the self-effacing right. brag. Like, I'm such a loser, but I'm awesome. But you I know. have 58 weeks of number one single with my, um, Well, yeah, but I mean, that's, that's this guy's entire fucking conceit, right? Like, how many times do you think he said, I'm such a loser, but I'm the guy who wrote one week and, like, yeah. to pick up chicks? Yeah. 
Uh, because I'm still, because and it was like <laughs> I still put a lie was, detector on that one, but <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. That, well, the question the question really is how many other losers use the same line. Well, um, I, I guess I mean, it's better I mean, than soul like, patch. I guess it's better than hey, fat girl, come here. Are you ticklish? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one week was out at a time where you had some. You know, it wasn't Lauren Lauren Hill. I mean, you had some pretty heavy hitters on the charts, and uh, and this song sort of, you know, I mean, I mean, it really kind of like took the nation by storm, which is is painful to admit, but it was huge. And uh, the irony of somebody who could who could both sing and rap in Lauren Hill is, is not even <laughs> right. <that> big. <laughs> right. It really was the beginning of the singing rapping era, um, and obviously the you know. Drake was substantially uh, influenced by uh, the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know he was. Um, yeah, I mean, Bare Naked Ladies to me are like the equivalent of somebody who takes frisbee golf serious. It's just like one of those bands that um, I think, by mistake, you know, stumbled upon stumbled upon a phenomenon of uh, you know gibberish rap crap that is huge. <laughs> tapped I mean, cause, cause tapped any, into power that they couldn't they couldn't contain. They couldn't handle. It split the band, splintered the band right afterwards. Artistic differences. Dumb but, uh, America just wanted this. Exactly, but um, I mean, like in general, <clears throat> for these guys, is there anybody who would who would admit to like liking that song today? It's one of those singles. Like, there's there's yes. songs that were hits that were crap that you could be like, eh, that yes. was at least yes, fun. Yes, really. Are. Yeah, there, there's a novelty. I mean, there's a very like. I'm not sure exactly what the equivalent would be for people your age. Um, I'm sure it would be totally clips of the heart. <laughs> well, you do like that song, do you? No, yeah, but it's but more. It's like a nostalgia time. factor, not yeah. a, not like a. a no, because this is a, this is this is a decidedly shitty song. Like total eclipse of the heart is, I mean, it's lame because it's like very earnest, but this is like silly. Yeah. Um, and silliness in music is always like pretty hard to digest for me. But, but I think uh, there was a time in the '90s when, like, keep in mind that like Weird Al Yankovic was like selling a lot of records to both of um, you. <laughs> but he also was, but but I complete mean, comedy was, record. You know, I mean, this was like a a band that was. Did you? No, I I understand that, but like. It was a comedy record, but it was also... But, like, he was getting play on DC 101. Weird Al. For, like, his, Amish uh, Paradise. Oh, yeah, oh really? Wow. Yeah, yeah I periodically. I, I mean, it was... It, like, well, I remember videos of, like, was, Eat was, It. Was, yeah, Hattie no, this was... This was, um, this was the Bad Hair Day album, and I forget what else is on there, but it, it like... There was, a, there was just a silliness about... And, like, you can't... I mean, the way you guys were all dressing... Um, it's no wonder that like comedy sort of weaseled its way into music as well, or at least what people claimed was comedy. I mean, the 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 like sort of silliness of like mid '90s fashion um, was bound to just like lower the discourse. Give us give us a little bit of a breakdown of that fashion assessment. Which what, what are you, which uh, which particular choices? Which soul patch are you referring to? The, yeah, the I mean, I think facial the, hair and the... I think the bowling patch. Or excuse me, the bowling patch. <laughs> um, what I was going to say, bowling shirt and soul oh, patch. Just but, the but actually, phrase. I think bowling patch is a pretty good term. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah frosted so the tips. Bowling pa- frosted tips are fucking gross. 
Um, it was like weird. The, uh, Damien. Every, everybody, everybody looks like Guy Fieri is basically what I'm talking about. <laughs> like some yeah. bastardized. It was a good time for like chub, chub, chubby people as well. You seem to uh, be able to hide yeah, a lot giant, of the Because giant baggy clothes were yeah, popular. Exactly. It's pretty funny even mm-hmm. to look back at like, a, not to go on a 90s tinge, but, a, you know, you catch an episode of Friends or something, which those folks were you know, the hotties of the time or whatever, and it's like, the clothes are so baggy, so ill-fitting. Yeah. But back to frosted yeah. tips I mean, and, uh, you know, uh, stainless steel necklaces. Well, it's like the only, logical, the only logical solution to, like, you know, uh, massive, um, like, body armor, uh, like, football shoulder pads um, was, was just to take the shoulder pads out and continue wearing the exact same shirt. <laughs> Pretty much, um, pretty much. But so uh, you know, it's it's that. It's Unfortunately, the, then there's the the additional just to wrap up the the fashion line of thinking here. Um, it's sort of like every everything that you saw in Southern California seemed to play a big role in this. But everything you basically saw in like uh, the excellent song "Steal My Sunshine" music video. Another Canadian band. Um, yes, but you wouldn't know it because. Because they're riding around. Didn't shoot it in Canada. Yeah, also a very uncomfortable <laughs> brother and sister relationship, if you ask me. But I, 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 I agree, agree. especially because she was pregnant, pregnant in the video. Oh, yeah, is that his sister? <laughs> and they're like half making out. It was like Angelina Jolie at the Oscars. <laughs> it was kind of freaky. <laughs> that video so, actually um, made me realize how, how uh, or stopped me from realizing how great that song was for years. Um, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a great, it's an excellent right. song. It's a very good song. But yeah, there, there, it's a, it, which proves that it's a fine line between, you and know, that's goofy. genius a, and horrifyingly yes. bad. Well, so, and so the, 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 um, antichrist, uh, to that, you know, to that song is like, um, is probably Barbie Girl, well, right? Like there's the, you know, mm-hmm. each, each, so when, irreverence is a very dangerous thing in music in my mind. Um, and like... Only because it, it takes a song from from good to suck faster than anything else. Like you, you can be irreverent and good, but you can be irreverent and you cross this very narrow line of silliness. And, and we see this with both of the um, uh, songs that we've got today. Although I don't, I, you know, I don't think that either of these songs are actually very close to being good. Um, in fact, far from it. But I, I, I simply mean that, like the. The sort of aesthetics of it, like the jokiness of it, um, it, it can work. I think, you know, Sugar Ray were pretty good. Sublime were funny. Yeah. Uh, the Minutemen early on, you know, where, where I think a lot of this came from were like kind King of missile, a little bit funny. Not funny. Yeah, yeah, but then there's just a really dark sort of underbelly to all of this. Um, and there's the, you know, uh, wow, you are, you are really pushing this joke on me too hard. Please fuck off. Just, like all of these songs are kind of the la- you know the middle uh, you know the 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 third quarter of a behind the music it's like but then <laughs> it all went bad you know it's it's, been, it's this is the <laughs> yeah exactly I was drinking Oof, seven wine coolers a day and uh, <laughs> yeah and speaking of I mean I think we're giving short shrift to the uh the king of, of forced fun, uh, Jimmy Buffett. Um, the thing that kind of 
Well, first of all, in my in my half a research, um, I did find out that the B side of Cheeseburger in Paradise is called African Which Friend, which is actually a much better song if you go back to African Friend. <laughs> 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 I really prefer the B side. <laughs> African that, Friend. That should just be anyway, outed, um, by the way. Just for the sake of outing it because that's the most oh, yeah. well, horrible gotta, uh, actually, song title ever. Um, we, uh, Damien, could you please play a few bars of African <laughs> Friend? If Jimmy Buffett um, hasn't tried to erase that from the <laughs> music universe, please find it. Business in Aruba concluded He now had a little money to spend That's how I came my African friend We were rolling the ball several hours Conversing as most gamblers do We were calling on all of our pals Hoping to see the night through But not approving at all But <clears throat> the thing that really struck me is as like, I'm not sure he's irritating. I think he just has a fan base that doesn't care. That's true. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> care. African friend, man. <laughs> yeah, African friend. Fan base with no African friends. <laughs> yeah, they're not um, all African friends at a Jimmy Buffett concert. I, but the thing that that struck me was I like deep, you know, did a further deep dive into Cheeseburger in Paradise. Uh, aside from. Um, you know, forever ruining my algorithm and probably getting like Tommy Bahama ads on my on my computer <laughs> for the next seven years, is that it, there's so many turns of phrase in this that don't exist in in conversational English. Like nobody has ever asked for Heinz fifty seven instead of ketchup. Nobody has ever said which way do I steer for something. You know, it's. It's like this. It's all like they may have they may have quoted, but it's um I like mine with lettuce and tomato, Heinz fifty seven, and nobody's ever said French fried potatoes outside of Slain Blade, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's it's you know it's that kind of I I you know it's always it, there's a. a corollary where you know like it always annoyed me as much as I love the song like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan it always bugged me when he gets to the part where he says it carried on his shoulder a Siamese cat it's like it doesn't that's not the way that anybody's ever said that thing oh he carried on his shoulder a Siamese cat it just it, it's like fitting something in and I mean there's a gazillion versions of that in songs but it's just when it really when it really when the bumps entire you song when you listen to a song like yeah. that. <laughs> so I think it phrasing, phrasing is with Buffett it's Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say I think phrasing is is like a um I, I'm not I don't know how many people listen to that element of a song first. And there are so like I almost want to move sequentially from, like, the most offensive and in-my-face reasons that Jimmy Buffett is, is like, a, um, it's just a dumpster fire. Uh, you don't want to get into the granular hatred I, I, of, well, I almost, of Jimmy I almost Buffett? I like, like, if I, if I, by, yeah, I'm conceding too much, too much Forest trees. By starting <laughs> by starting with the fact that he refers to ketchup as Heinz 57. 
Um, <laughs> you, you, you mean we're losing the ocean for the coral reefer? That is exactly right. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that we have to start with perhaps fan base, as I said, you know, um, uh, last time. The fact that his, there is just the, the fact g- that his backing band is called the Coral Reefer Band. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the fact <laughs> that this is... Or as we refer to him as the Oral Reefer <laughs> Band. <laughs> the, uh, this is the, the sort of escapism, like the, but the, but the false escapism of it is like makes is like a really it gives me like gives me an oppressive feeling you know sort what I mean like, like a, it's being like cold. locked in a it, you know what it is like the idea that I think what it is that is I would choose a, to, to listen to this on a vacation Jonestown and music is deeply depressing to me <laughs> I think it's merchandised escapism which is really even which worse is gross, yeah it's it's the kind of shit where like it, it makes me feel um, uh, you know the you know the movie Requiem for a Dream. Yes. Um, I, I yes. know you aren't. I don't think you're. I didn't think it was going to come up, but <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but you, we'll see. Do you remember the, the his the main character's mother in that movie? Yeah. Um, who just is, is yeah, such a was, slave uh, to Ellen. the television? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that really is like it's. It, it is precisely that sort of. It's it's the daily it's the daily talk show. Um, you know, eight hours of TV and knitting a day. Uh, it's the sandals crowd, resort. The it's the all crowd. inclusive. Right. Um, yeah. It's like the, you're gonna uh, go somewhere as, exotic and have everything. As my mom's friend uh, Charlie um, puts, w- one of my favorite terms ever is he refers to buffet pants, um, which are really any <laughs> pants with an elastic waistline. Totally. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of buffet soft pants, pants. Suits with hair helmets, and uh, yeah, there's a whole aesthetic to the Jimmy Buffett thing that I mean, it it actually like men with hair plugs. Yeah, hair plugs, and then, I don't know, it's like that early 80s, late 70s, um, you know, just sort of like, I mean, I'm, I happen Kaki to be sitting shorts. in a hotel room in Utah, so... Khaki <laughs> shorts uh, and a... It's just like... It should be easy exactly for you to do some to research for you. Khaki shorts and a brew-through t-shirt? Yeah, I just... I. And a pleated, pleated yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's from, yeah, from it's, it's very much like... Marcus or something... Uh, yeah, I would say, um, I don't know, it, it really is kind of like Hell on Earth to me at, at Jimmy Buffett concert. What a, you know. it's a, is this it's a, a carnival cruise thing? Like, is there a distinction, is there a meaningful no. distinction, or is it just a taste thing? I think no. it, it's, I think it's taste, I think it's a, lack I think of. it's a, <laughs> I think it's a resignation of taste. I think it's, if you don't, if this, it's default music. It's, if you don't care. It's like if somebody said, where did you get that shirt? And you were like, I don't know. Um, you know, it's people who don't care what they wear. People who don't care. But they could. They would certainly be like, oh, that, that fella's dressed funny. Well, yeah, it's like you it's know, dressing. It's, it's like our, our relax wear. Conformity. It's like the weekend. I wear a you know, Hawaiian shirt and khaki shorts and Jim, listen to Jimmy Buffett. Or, yeah, it really is but manufactured it's, it's defo- to the point where it's, it's like, this is fun. It's like I don't, it's like, I don't care what... It's it's the default music where people don't care what they're listening to, or they don't care what they're wearing, or they don't care where they eat, yeah. or they you know, or they go on vacation to someplace else. But it should be exactly like the last vacation they took well, that's to someplace what I was saying, else. Sandals. It's like the sandals because you have to have you're going to go <laughs> to an exotic place, supposedly, and have everything, all of your comforts met. You know, everything needs to be the exactly. Same. The, yeah, and. uh 
I mean, I, I happened to watch some videos, and, and I caught an 08 performance and <clears throat> of Buffett at Newport Folk, which God knows why the fuck he's playing there anyways, but... Um, Nothing has changed with the band. Like, I was shockingly surprised. So I checked out a 70s performance, and, yeah, he had a little more hair and, um, you know, a mustache and the same, you know, shorts and, and sweatband wristbands on that he had in, in 08. So 78 to 08, no, not much difference besides being a little bolder. And, uh, you know, the guy seems pretty fit and, you know, seems to be able to still sing or whatever you want to call that. But I think you kind of nailed it early on, Christian, with the nursery rhymes. And, like, anybody can play this shit. It's just crap. It's so simple. And, you know, I was just thinking as I was watching him in 08 and all the people sort of, like, you know, doing the, the shuffle clap, trying to look enthused. Um, the schlap. Yeah, the <laughs> schlap. <laughs> like, how many fucking beach bars have you sat in and just had, like, you know, Bob with the acoustic guitar... Who can play, like, from Neil Young to Bob Dylan to Buffett, you know what I mean? It's just, it's not, like, you know, um, those other two artists being genuinely good, but, like, it's just made for that. I mean, it's just made for some dude in, like, South Florida, uh, you know, Mississippi, Louisiana, wherever, you know, any, the Cape, anywhere, you know, to sit in a beach bar and and strum along to some Buffett songs. And, you know, for wind to go so deep as into... (laughs) Well, the lyric content, there really is no need because it, it, it really is a fucking nursery rhyme. Yeah, it's so, it's so, there's so many disqualifying factors before I arrive at, like, you know, textual analysis of, uh, of, of the Jimmy Buffett songs, but I appreciate that you've put in that amount of research. The African didn't friend I didn't may have a little disregard. more depth. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay, so here's, here's another question about this sort of the, the culture of, 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 um, the parent, parentheads, um. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is it predominantly a southern phenomenon? Because no, I, I don't think so either. But uh, Jeremy, you just said a moment ago. Well, you, know, you were describing I tend to like having. I actually, I I don't know that Mississippi and Louisiana are your biggest fan bases. I guess I'll take I'll, I'll take them out. I, I would say they Tough have State a probably large fan base. Uh, Galveston, Texas, Mid- reminds me very much of Mid Atlantic. Feels the most like yeah, Mid Atlantic mm-hmm. definitely, but it is everywhere. I mean, like I was lived in Austin for a number of years, and we'd go out to Galveston to the you know coast there, and and like that's. To me, that's prime Buffett land, too. You know, obviously Florida is, like, the epicenter. Really anywhere on the but Gulf right. Coast. <laughs> yeah. So is the Cape. So is totally. Long Island. Yeah. So is Jersey you know, Shore. Maryland, Jersey Shore, California. I mean, it's, it's you can't escape and it. And how it's, many other yeah. artists are is... It's, it's an epidemic. <laughs> yeah, it's a public health crisis. Um, how many, uh, I mean, you know, how many other artists are that... have that sort of universal reach... Pretty, not a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is Buffett taking a on a new? I mean, I know that there was like a throwback. My friends who've been into like more dance music and shit. There's this huge throwback to yacht rock recently with yeah. Your, it's your like when age. the hipsters discover the Grateful yeah. Dead. Yeah, and, uh, I, I don't. But no. but the yacht rock thing. No, I've so I never hear it. Like I don't. Act, I don't hear actual like '70s yacht rock shit. I just. It's like it was a big podcast. Um, and you know, which was kind there's of a funny. touring band called There's a touring band called the Yacht Rock Review. No, and I know like in my friends who DJ to Yacht Rock Night. I mean, it's like it is there's a thing. Par- there is no parody about Jimmy Buffett, though. Like, people are making fun of Yacht Rock when they listen to it. I mean, no, here's, I don't know. They might they might like back. it. They might also like it in the same way that like um, you know we've all. Uh, 
like like Holland Oats or something, which like, you know, you guys will say like, well, Holland Oats is actually you know great. Well, it's like yeah, they kind of are, but they're also just like it's really no, they have a lot like, of cheese bland. bag shit. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a lot of bland soft rock. Yeah, it, um, there's but like we kind of, people like it because it's kind of consensus to like it. Um, but except, when, it, except it's it's soothing. wait when you say I mean Not I think me. Buffett was kind of born in that out of that world right to a certain degree I know he wasn't as totally. like, sensitive as Chris Cross or whatever but like um, yeah he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't you know super earnest no he's um, fun man he was playful and fun and but you know what I, I I'm sorry to hopscotch but I, I did want to make one point which is that. The thing that is is almost most concerning about Jimmy Buffett fans, aside from their being, is that they seem to revel in the fact that they're being taken advantage of. You guys like, have said that before. You know, I didn't you, realize that was such a thing. I don't really understand the point. Well, I'll explain. Um, Please. It's, it's sort of like if you assail Jimmy Buffett in any way to somebody who loves that lifestyle and that, you know, um, you know and loves that you know, the sort of, you know, the, the sort of, uh, um, I don't know, what, what's the, the sort uh, of mosaic ho- that he brings, ho- you know, less oblige. Yeah. It, it, you, they say, well, he's, he, he, you should see, he's made a lot of money mm-hmm. and it's like, that's a defense of Jimmy Buffett. A lot of times, like he's, he's written books. He's, you know, started restaurant chains. A lot of money too. He's. These are the same people who <laughs> love Jim Cramer's Mad Money and voted for Donald Trump, by the way. Yeah, don't yeah, I? yeah, it is. He's it, a businessman. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly. sure you understand. Exactly. I'm, not, I'm not sure you understand what a businessman is. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop giving him your fucking money, and he's not a businessman anymore. <laughs> like it's, it's like he can, he's he he can rip me off really well. Yeah, which which um, is which is what people perceive to be business, and I'm like, well, hmm. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about this, but it is—it's kind of a fascinating. It's like it, it, it built into. Um, there's a fairly like there's cynical, a there's a fairly cynical cynical view of the world. I think that like that it, that accepts that being that being sort of taken advantage of is like you know shows that somebody else is good at their job. It's like well, that's a, that, yeah. that shows that reflects like low self esteem and. Like generally poor, like instincts for you know for like business and ge- it just it's it's a sad event. I that's a good I observation. Feel really like bad that. for yeah. any Jimmy Buffett fan who actually accidentally listens to yeah. this. <laughs> who is your friend? I don't think they. I don't, I don't, <laughs> who was your I'm friend? I'm pretty sure that they didn't make it to uh, episode. I think we lost them. <laughs> yeah. Out of curiosity, is there? So I mean, I've like like you mentioned Hall and Oates, right? perfect example. <laughs> Of like growing up with Hall and Oates on the radio, or my parents listening to, or our parents listening to Hall and Oates, you know, whatever. It, Sarah, you know, our sister listening to Hall and Oates. What it was around when I was young, and, and there's like a nostalgia for it. There's a nostalgia for a lot of that sound for me. Does Jimmy Buffett hold that weight with younger generation, like parents listening to it? No. Next question. <laughs> so when your mom was blasting yeah, Margarito, how the fuck could you be nostalgic for Jimmy Buffett? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I'm just wondering if he has that nostalgia. Like it's I, pretty emotionless music. I agree, but there's something to you know the fact that like you hear like people. I mean, there is there. I guarantee you, there are people that we all know that probably aren't as big music fans as so, us that are kind of like tolerant of it. 
you know. I won't name names, but there are there were a couple of friends of mine in high school who um, had this was like we would we would go and stay at you know a place on the water, um, and we would we would go stay there, and inevitably if he were DJing, this would you know these like a couple of these songs would be on mixes. I don't know and if you I can say it DJ was something... and Jimmy Buffett in the same sentence, but go ahead. Yeah, well, fair enough. Um, <laughs> if you mixed in Cheeseburger in Paradise post... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's, more of a, it's more of an auditory buffet. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I would say, like, I, 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 my suspicion was that he sort of inherited this taste from his dad, who badly played guitar. Beat him? Oh. Um, <clears throat> no, that makes you have good taste in music. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, who, and it was just, there's a sort of like, there, I, I suppose the most charitable way of putting this, because I feel a little bad for the low self-esteem comment a few minutes ago, um, is, uh, is that there's a sort of like bard quality to it. It's almost like it's the sort of storytelling, you know, um, like, I, I personally don't like Bob Dylan very much. Um, I get it, but I just there isn't. I just I don't like listening to most of it. Um, but I think he tells a story with a guitar in a way that isn't necessarily hugely appealing to listen to. Like it isn't you know technically um, particularly polished. He doesn't have a great voice, um, but you know he mesmerizes you because he's such a poet. Um, I'm not. Suggesting, it's a troubadorial... Right, I'm not suggesting that Buffett's up there in terms of quality, but I think it fits into the same sort of lane um, as, you know, somebody who's sort of going to... who, like, it, it, in relatively sort of simplistic pastiche of images um, is sort of trying to paint, a, a like, a, you know, a little bit of a narrative for you that you don't have to... Yeah, it's, tri- it's attempting to be transportational. Right. It's, you know, it should take you someplace else. It just takes me to a place that I don't want to go. Yeah, it takes me, yeah, it takes the, me to the, the uh, diff- fucking drunk tank in Fort Lauderdale. Um, <laughs> it takes me to the, the fiery reaches of hell. But, um, it, 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 but that's, that's its intention. That's its intention. Yes. It's, you know, supposed to be this thing that, that allows you to sort of escape the... And that's what it is. Escape the mundane. And, and I, it is the mundane. I've had, I've had jokes people... written down. I hope we get to them. I'm trying to find a way to work them in. Damn it. Um, what is that? I, oh, no. I had, like, I had a couple of ideas that I jotted down over the last week as they, as they struck me out of nowhere. It was, uh, I was doing my impression of writing one week. Um, <laughs> but comparing, uh, 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 comparing uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise to uh, buying a dead pet hermit crab... Um, which is, uh, like, you think it's going to be kind of fun, or at least, like, kind of exotic and cute, but really it's just sad. It's definitely a rip-off, <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's just an empty vessel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a hermit crab sandwich. <laughs> With well, some Heinz 57. There's nothing that should different fried potatoes. potatoes. Yes. And... and which way do I steer for that hermit <laughs> crab? Um, well, which way do I steer? That just makes me mad. What's interesting though is that um, there's a. I'm really, I'm really now digging the accidental um, Trump comparison here. 
a few minutes ago because there's another aspect of this that, like, and, you know, sort of as you said, um, if you critique Buffett to a Buffett fan, um, what you're likely to get is... Yes, yeah, so he, you know, it's self, it, like it's self-conscious, like he knows what he's doing. It's, a, um, it's yeah. a defense of Jimmy Buffett Enterprises, right? And you're like, yeah, but he sucks, and they're like, yeah, but you know, whatever. He sells a lot of albums, and it's like, yes, to you, and that, what I'm, and I'm saying I don't understand <laughs> I think he actually why. Only sells one like, album, it's called Jimmy Buffett. Like, do, you, do yeah. you, 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 you do get the like the frustrating circularity of this argument, um, <laughs> you know, which is, uh, by the way. Um, you know, not that dissimilar to this guy's an asshole. Um, yeah, but at least he's honest about it. It's like, right. well, <laughs> he's actually he's so, actually not. Interesting use um, of uh, yeah. He's part yeah. of being assholes, being dishonest. <laughs> but also, but also, even if he were, right? <laughs> you know, it doesn't it's like, change the asshole factor. Yeah, and but I but I think I I. Um, I'm now able to sort of link this back with the the fact that there is a great deal of hostility uh, within the sort of Perfect critical community. community as well. I mean, the, the sort of the let's for the sake of argument um, say that you know the critics over at New York Times or wherever are the equivalent of like the um, coastal Ivy educated elite, um, whatever. Like, there's a stretch. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it's like, uh, there's a complete disconnect between the sort of cultural sophisticants and the actual consumers of this stuff. And there's no Mm -hmm. ability to, um, yeah, to reconcile those two things. And frankly, there's no fucking interest. People do not care. No, they don't care. I'm demanding a non-redacted greatest hits lyric sheet right now. (laughs) I want to see Buffett's tax returns. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. (laughs) Yeah, that makes me do. They're just depressing. Yeah, yeah. I think the the tough part with Buffett though is the the criticism of like fun rock has always been an issue, right? Like people love Led Zeppelin, and Led Zeppelin was always looked at as a joke by rock critics. Um, And they're one of the you know. Wait, I love Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin wasn't always a joke among rock critics. Uh, They were. They were not. Well, during during their their existence, existence, yeah. And. Buffett, but there's that like fine line. This of, is like, different. Yeah, totally. I'm not comparing back. Zeppelin and <laughs> hear me out here. I'm not comparing Zeppelin and, and Buffett by any means. But what I'm saying is like <clears throat> the problem is 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 that backlash against the the sort of establishment of like what is good music. It just gets it gets totally lost here because the problem with Buffett is I'm all for people having fun and I like dumb rock and roll <clears throat> and I like you know a lot of different types of music. But fuck like. This is just bad, and I think that's that's like the thing that that I have the hardest time. You know, so the people who defend the Buffett Enterprise or um, whatever you want to say, like, there's plenty of like mediocre, fun rock out there. I mean, I you know, I lived through hair metal, right? I, I have fun going back and listening to Motley Crue or Def Leppard. It's not great. It's fucking stupid, and uh, but it's fun, you know, and it's it's rock, and I and I get it, you know, and it's music for the masses. But um, Buffett is like a different level of just, you know, like lobotomy. It, you have to just totally, like, not give a shit. Yeah, it's passive. It's it's not passive, though. It's pretty active, yeah. actually. Like, you have to dress yeah, up, I, go dance, drink a shitload of fucking, you know, light beer and tequila. And uh, it, it's a pretty, like, it's Grateful Dead-esque, you know, um, 
active, I think. Maybe not quite as, you know, cultish as that, but, like, people are, you know, actively involved in this uh, this dangerous sect of music. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Buffett's worth $560 million. See? Told ya. Let's take a let's take a quick Today we are wrapping up our third annual uh, Brother Madness Music Madness tournament. Um, we have uh, we have winnowed down our list of 64 extraordinarily shitty songs uh, to but two. Um, both were were number one seeds uh, this year, which is unusual for uh, for for our tournaments, but um, it is what it is. There was no denying that Bare Naked Ladies One Week and Jimmy Buffett's Cheeseburger in Paradise uh, belong in this uh, championship slugfest. We've been talking about both songs today, and Jeremy, Wyndham, I think... Um, well, I'm not sure we can wring a whole lot more critical content out of, uh, out of a description of these two songs. Um, it's been... Difficult. I know. I had the exact same Thank problem. I was like, "It's been," and then I was like, "What in the hell was I about to say?" Um, it's it's been a difficult uh, process, I think, and it, you know, it's it's really hard for me to. But just between these two groups, um, oh god, there are just so many bad decisions. Uh, so many, such a large cultural footprint. Yeah. Um, where do we go from here? Sandal print. <laughs> Probably for both I, groups. I mean, I, I, we got to bring it to a vote, and and if I'm not mistaken, um, I think I think I know where Christian's going, but I'm gonna. <clears throat> I think you all know where I'm going, which is uh, you're going to paradise. Um, one? I am going to paradise with my cheeseburger. If by paradise I hate you doing. mean the suburbs of Toronto, <laughs> I am going to yeah. one week. Uh, Scarborough's own. Yeah, no, I've I've got yeah, to go with I, Bare Naked Ladies one week. I can I kind of feel like this is uh, you know where the way I thought it would go with uh, Jeremy. Oh, line again. Who 
straddling generations <laughs> being the last year of Gen exactly. X. Exactly. And, and uh, one year removed from being a Well, you've had to live... You've had to live so like intimately and closely with both know, of these. Yeah, I've been prime prime age, unfortunately, for both songs, and uh, I think I kind of went on my rants with both groups and uh, thought a lot about this too much. Um, I'm very excited <laughs> to get on with our pod and talk about things like the new Beastie Boys book and and uh, you know what are we listening to and and um, all sorts of other things. But um, but yeah, I I went so deep i'm actually in a hotel room in utah and, and watched youtube videos of both bands live performances this morning so uh one being a solo artist sorry um but uh yeah that's like method it, acting uh, yeah. was, i got into character <laughs> for sure were you, uh, were you wearing a floral print shirt and i was wearing a floral thong you know had a half empty bottle of tequila <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> drinking a drinking a scorpion bowl alone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I think it really comes down to this. I'm gonna throw it up for the last shot of the the tourney, and uh, it, it comes down to song for me. Um, you know, I think Jimmy Buffett has done more damage as an artist than the Bare Naked Ladies could ever possibly do, um, getting out of their you know breaking out of their Dungeons and Dragons basement game. But um, I uh, I feel like. Uh, the song one week trumps Cheeseburger in Paradise and, and the young, uh, the, the middle-aged upstarts from, from Canada um, who just got inducted into the Juno, the, the Canadian Hall of Fame in 2018. Um, Juno, eh? <laughs> <laughs> are, um, are going to take it. They're, they're going to win the tourney. Despite, they're gonna despite be, our gonna campaign beat the, uh, strongly yeah, worded letters. The legendary... Uh, Jimmy Buffett for the for the final, and uh, it's just a worse song to me. It is, yeah, no, it's a really, it's a horrific, um, uh, it's it's a war crime. Yeah, this is an this is the iconic mo- this is the iconic shot of me crying at the half court yeah. line. You're like yeah. on your knees. You had a great season. Head in man. hand. That's right. Cutting down the nets. Um, just rimmed out. Yep. Well, you know, I think it's important to remember that there will be future opportunities, perhaps. Probably not next year, because I don't think I could do two worst of um, no. in a row. <laughs> I think it's, I'm going to need several years to recover here. But, uh, you know, but there will be future opportunities to um, crown uh, potentially the, the worst artist of all time. Certainly, um, we will continue uh, to dutifully bash... Buffett parrot heads and uh, Buffett culture um, on a on a regular basis on this podcast, Morning, and know that that you were very close. You played like a champion, but you know there can't be two. Yeah, sailed through the journey. I literally have my head in my hands. <laughs> well, it's as if the Raptors um, won the NBA Finals. It is. Drake is is like lording over me, celebrating. <laughs> Well, um, also we will have a winner for this tourney, and we haven't. Uh, we'll we'll be awarding a uh, a very suitable prize to uh, you know the worst worst uh, song ever bracket. So um, thank you everybody who played along and, and had fun with this. And uh, you two know, you tickets to Escape to Margaritaville <laughs> <laughs> on Broadway. Yeah, no, we'll give you something. A, a Groupon to Margaritaville restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come up with something that you don't hate. Um, so uh, thanks, everybody, for playing. It's been a lot of fun, and um, we're, we're excited to, to 
tally up those brackets and um, and crown our crown our real uh, our fan winner. All right. Thank you. Talk to you guys next week. I'm Wyndham Lewis. On behalf of my brothers Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis, thank you very much for listening to the Brother 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 podcast. Many thanks also to our heroic producer Damian Kendall and to Simon Doom for our epic intro music. Learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.